0: Let's face it, if you're a church leader, updating your website, using social media, online marketing can be very overwhelming at times. Today we speak with an expert on these topics that can bring some simple wisdom to help. Her name is Katie Allred. Next on the Church Solutions Podcast It's
1: the Church Solutions Podcast brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil
0: Thompson. And it's the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey, I forgot what what is the episode today. We, we you is told 390, me three ninety four just now, so let's go with it. Three ninety five, something like that. Getting All there. Right. Yeah, we're getting up there. All right, so uh, thanks for being with, us, with with us today, folks. Uh, Steve, before we get to our guest today, we have a webinar coming up in September. It's September twelfth. It's twelve noon, and what is the name of the webinar? Twelve noon Eastern. <laughs> So you're quizzing me. It's
2: uh, something along the lines of new technology to reach your seniors. So
0: new technology um, to reach your seniors. That that's coming up. And people can sign up for that. They can go. Where can they go to sign up for that, that webinar? Which they is free. can go to webinar.streamingchurch.tv. All right, webinar.streamingchurch.tv. Yeah. So this is going to be about how to reach how to reach your seniors. Uh, we're working with a company called ViewClicks that has got a great product out there and uh, we'll we'll probably make the title longer for the webinar because we 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 are notorious for making long titles but it's going to be about reaching seniors so we'll develop that later make it as long as possible yes Sound good all right, all right. sounds like a plan all right you can always go to uh, go to go to that website and see our resources all right now foolishness so today's guest she works with nonprofits, with churches and businesses to help increase their reach, their outreach through websites, social media, and online marketing. She is the founder of Church Communication, church Communications, plural, dot com, and I'll okay. put my glasses on. Uh, it's an online community for church leaders, which uh, is featuring a Facebook group, podcast, and website. She is also an assistant professor of marketing and a software development at the university of mobile and uh, she blogs at katieallred.com her book is titled church communication church communications can't seem to get that plural out there it's the book is church communications methods and marketing welcome katie allred katie how are you today
1: i'm good how are you doing
0: i'm making it through the day today i'm tired but i'm working And uh, we're happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Church Solutions Podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be here. You know, I do have to correct you. It's not mobile.
0: It's mobile. I know. I I, I, I say funny things. You said it
1: after, you know, maybe you thought it after you said it. You were like, this is not a mobile college.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mobile. (laughs) Mobile Alabama yeah
1: so but no thank you yeah I'm excited to be here I you know I don't teach at the University of Mobile anymore I still teach for the University of Florida but uh I did do that for quite a few years so it's a fun a fun gig
2: so are where are you located are you a Bama
1: I'm in Nashville Tennessee that's
2: right okay you told me that so you, you you you've worked in these different places and you throw us off huh
1: I know. Yeah. I still teach for the University of Florida, but I live in Nashville, Tennessee. So that can be confusing, but um, full-time I do church communications. Yeah.
2: All right. So as we get into this, I mean, I'm a church, we typically have um, church pastors, church leaders, AV tech people listening to the podcast, and you are a professional church communications and you offer services. Um, Why? Uh, what are what are churches doing wrong? Why, why do I need you?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know that churches are doing anything wrong. So hear me when I say that whatever you're doing, if you're doing it to the best of your ability, God loves it. So, but I think that we can always improve. I think that God wants us to bring him excellence. And I think what I really am passionate about more than anything is just sharing God's love and figure out ways to do that. And using the internet is one of those ways to do it. So uh, really, I created the group mostly because there just wasn't, I created a Facebook group for Church Communications. It still exists. Um, there's about 32,000 people in there. And I really created it because there wasn't a space to talk about this really specific topic topic about branding or social media or how you do that for a church how you come up with a crisis communication plan. There just wasn't a place to discuss that or commiserate about it. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to create a space for that. And that's why I created it back in 2015 was I was doing this job, right? I was a social media web content manager at a church um, that grew really rapidly from one church to like nine campuses in a two year span. And while we were doing that, I just realized I knew so much about all these things while I was doing it. I wanted to be able to share about it and teach about it. Same time I was teaching at the University of Florida. Uh, I've taught consumer and audience behavior for several years. And I realized, you know, there were things I was learning and teaching there that I thought would be applicable to churches as well. And so we started church communications for that reason and today, now we still have our Facebook group. We still have our our Facebook community. We really love it. We have our website. We're um, launching Church Communications Pro, which is our our membership, so that you can dive more into the curriculum, but also become certified and and grow as a professional in church communications. Because there just really wasn't or isn't a place to to become a, a professional. So we're helping. To, we're hoping to professionalize the industry
2: so what are some of the more common things that are people are bringing to the group that are getting addressed or I and mean, there's got to be some common uh, misconceptions out there or mistake I don't, I don't call them mistakes but you know yeah. um there, there's got to be some common challenges and things like that what what are some of those kind of things
1: Yeah, I think one of the most common ones for churches is naming things cute and not clear. So I am a big fan of naming your ministries to be very clear about what they are. Like, So if you have a student ministry, you name it student ministry and not um, extreme 360 or something. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, like name it what it is, like try to be cute. I mean... (sighs) a lot of churches just try to be cute right they they name their women's ministry Esther and Naomi or something and like nobody knows what any of that means um and so people who are like not used to church terminology are going to be really confused or like I grew up in a church where the children's ministry was called little stars and I would have been confused if I had not been in that church my entire life about what that was, you know, or how to get involved there. So I think that's probably one of the bigger ones that we have a lot of conversation around. But, you know, just how to do social media, how to keep up with technology, how to do a website. Who's the website for? Is it for visitors or is it for people who are coming to your who have been at your church for years? Right. I think these are all like common problems that we see.
2: The um you mentioned that, that we're guilty of that at, at my home church. They we had um, a fairly new youth pastor who's now on staff and they I can't remember what the name of the church was. They created a logo for the church and the youth pastor got a tattoo and I was of that logo. And I was like, hmm, that's I said, I've been around a while and I've seen this youth group go through several different names. Cases. The names I go this is not a
1: that's that's dedication to yeah. a name for sure he said it's never changing. I am putting it on my arm i don't know i i I'm not a big fan of that, mostly because <laughs> of uh I feel like tattoos are like wearing your heart on your sleeve, you know like <laughs> like what you love, yeah. and then if it changes, yeah, then you're like broken yeah. right? I'm not
2: sure what his thoughts are now. This has been several several years ago, so the youth group is no longer under his control. Wow. He's moved up and 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 uh so yeah, it could, just, be, uh, yeah. could be we indicative of his journey
0: right you know i mean uh, you get tattoos and they kind of represent your journey or something but how many tattoos do you have steve i have that many tattoos oh. hey hey, let me <laughs> interrupt you real quick here and say <laughs> and let me ask katie a question because you mentioned uh websites uh, is the website for visitors is, is the website for your members so yeah. so so let me ask you that what is your website for should you have two websites uh you know that that's a good question what what is your church website for
1: Yeah i think that's a really good question actually you know should you have two two i mean maybe um i do think that the like just church website like you're just going to church.com your church's website is probably for visitors and should be built for visitors because that's the first place they're going to land. That's their front door to your ministry and what it looks like and how they experience it. And so you want that to be really clear. You want there to be a clear pathway on how they get involved. You want them to find out where time and directions are. You want them to see the type of people that go to your church. So they'll see that they understand, you know, if they belong because, <clears throat> you know, fitting in is different from belonging. And so they want to, you know, find a place where they belong. And, and I think your church website should encompass some of that culture if you can. Mm-hmm. But then also, I do think maybe there should be like an internally built place for churches to communicate uh, inside their community, whether that is a Facebook group or some other kind of tool or maybe even is in your website and it's so a login pass, or whatever um, into your church because there are things that you know need to be done or seen you need to register for events you need to sign up for email list. there's plenty of reason why you might need like a gated portal or something for the members yeah. of your church to be It, a could,
0: part of. it could be something like um, we could call it my flock myflock.com. <laughs> And we could, so I'm being I'm being uh, sarcastic here because Steve actually created something like that back in 2001 that was really for churches before Facebook and and uh, YouTube and and what is the other what was the other one MySpace or MyFace or whatever it was called. But I, I'm being I'm getting us off track here because that's what I do here. But uh, but yeah, I, I think what you make is a good point, uh, Katie, and and that is maybe another area where people can go to connect. But uh, I do think the church, I think the website should be for people because they're looking, they're interested in your church. And so they're looking to see.
1: Well, uh, too, I I challenge any church that is, that has a website to go and look at Google Analytics, go and look at your analytics and see in the past 30 days has it been new visitors or returning visitors? Because I can almost guarantee it's going to be 80-20. It's going to be 80% new and it's going to be 20% returning. And so that tells me that people aren't going to your website from your church, like that actually go to your church, right? They're going to your church website because they're interested. This is the first time that they're visiting it. So I think maybe thinking about it in those terms, I think having the analytics to back up your opinions uh especially when you're taking this to like a pastor or something to prove your point of why you need the website to be more for visitors although i don't know that that's a point you should have to prove because like i think everything Uh should be for visitors i don't know (laughs) um you know your community is to be i don't know given out but yeah so i i think that's probably part of it for
2: sure so, um, with regard to you, you agree with us when we, I, I was mentioned before we went and started recording that a lot of the things you teach are things that we say the same thing. We, you know, we kind of have a saying that your website's your new front door to your to the church. Yeah. I mean, people aren't seeing your church for the first time when they come to the, you know, into right. the they're park. not driving
1: by anymore.
2: Yeah, they're not driving by anymore. They're going in, they're going on their phone and saying, church is near me. And right. they're getting a list and then, there so that's the first exposure to the church and so you know we've we went through that and we live that you know at my home church as well and giving yeah. people a good taste of what you're about mm-hmm. and what to expect yep. and kind of geared for the the guest is kind of up our alley as well what um so if the if people are are searching churches near me and I'm on this, I'm a part of this church and my church didn't show up. Mm-hmm. What uh, should I resort to what your are uh, teaching or what's the common knowledge on advertising to reach new people?
1: Well, I, I think that means you need to work on your SEO, right? Your search engine optimization. And so that might mean adding keywords or or those kind of things. There's a lot of tutorials out there on how you can do that. I think... Two, uh, a lot of churches take advantage of the Google Ad Grant. There's some really great partners out there, like Missional Marketing, that offer um help with setting that up because it is very complicated to set up Google AdWords. And uh, but it's a really great program because you get all these um you get yeah. a grant to to fund these ads as well. But you know, that's, I think was
2: what... something that's been around. That was, I heard about that a long time ago, right? The Google ad grant.
1: Yeah. It's been around. R- for a
2: remind time. us what it is and how it works for those that might not be familiar with it.
1: Yeah. So nonprofits can apply to receive an ad grant of up to $10,000 a month. Now more than likely your church will not spend $10,000 a month. Um, because it's dependent upon clicks and how many people are actually going to those keywords and all those the more specific things, but it can be up to that. It doesn't roll over. So, but it's great if your church is like trying to reach new people for Easter or wanting to target the word church near me or those kind of things. What I really think though, a lot of churches need to focus on at least for organic SEO growth is not just like church near me. Right. But um, felt needs. So I'm going through a divorce. I don't know how to pray, how to pray, um, how to, you know, uh, answering just these generic questions about like, who is God? Um, who is Jesus? Because Google would prefer to send people to a, a local source and a, a local authority on that subject because they know that, you know, the people that you're in community with, you would prefer to have the same opinion as them. But most of the time, there just isn't a local authority. Your church has absolutely no page on Jesus or who Jesus is. Um, And which is interesting, right? You would say like, oh, but we have thousands of sermons. But yeah, but you don't have those sermons transcripted. So like there's no words on your website about who Jesus is. And so if there's no words about who Jesus is, it's not going to be a local authority on Jesus. Therefore, when somebody just searches Jesus... They're going to pull up a Wikipedia article and some other bigger pages and not your local page because you don't have any content on it.
2: So just reiterating your point here, he says don't fall into the trap of kind of advertising my church, come to my church. You want to make it known how you can address felt needs. So whatever the needs are in your community, um i guess how do you find those needs out in your community
1: well i think i mean let's be honest there's a lot of generic needs like you know every community has right and so thinking about those like um disciplining children raising children uh working like i don't know uh oh, i think
2: yeah divorce, divorce and recovery right and, all
1: uh, those things yeah and so I think there's a lot of companies that already come up with a lot of this content for you too. But I think that we have that content already too in a lot of sermons, but we're not putting those transcripts online.
2: So are um are churches advertising locally now? I mean a lot. I guess I haven't searched for a church near me because you know the the, the the ad spots are going to be the top spots on the Google results, right? Or is that I mean let's find out. I know that, um, I know that, uh, you know, in the business world, the, their competitors will, will definitely try to advertise whether they need to or not.
1: I just googled church near me, and I do have a sponsored post in the maps part for Nashville First Baptist Church. So, let it go, Nashville First Baptist, for having. <laughs> A, a sponsored post and then after that it's it's churches that are actually near me um and so that's good and and honestly it's showing me right the churches that have the most are google reviews
2: mm-hmm. first
1: so i think that is really handy like going and so, asking to review your church on google will push you up right
2: so it. let's for the newbie talk briefly about how to um Get yourself established, your church established with Google.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you can go to Google by business. It's business.google.com and set up your business page. You can claim it if you haven't already. I recommend claiming it and then go on there and add some photos of your church. add Add a description, add your website, make sure the contact information is correct and then reply to the reviews that you have and are getting. Because that really does help Google understand that you are you're you're interactive, that you are paying attention. I think updating those photos on a regular basis is is good because it helps Google know like you care about them, so they're going to care about you.
2: Yeah. So you probably deal with, I mean, a clientele that's you know people that are actively marketing or community doing church communications and and the forward thinkers and all those sort of thing. But is there, what percentage of people do you think um, are aware of and have a Google My Business space set up and are managing it? Because that's like the most important product you can do and it's all completely free, right?
1: Right, yeah. So, and I don't know if I would say it's the most important, but it's pretty important. Uh, And so uh, how many people actually do it? there's a pretty good number of churches that have claimed their pages um, but I don't know that they have updated them or keep updating them or keep up with their reviews and replies and those kind of things.
2: Yeah. I know I, I went on I, was, I saw you a couple of weeks ago was it now yeah. in Dallas I was on a trip and I stayed in um, I was elsewhere I was in Utah before I was in Dallas and stayed in a hotel that I thought was going to be really good. A friend of mine had set it up and yeah. uh, I ended up, it was just, it was kind of a pain The the elevators were broken and it was just, so I left a review and I gave it a two-star review and I was honest. I was trying not to, I rarely yeah. give ter- bad reviews, but after waiting for the elevator for, you know, 10 minutes and having to hike the eight floors on the stairs, I was like, ah, yeah. it ticked me off. But they did reply to my review, which nice. made a world of difference.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: really didn't expect it. It came out of, you know, I was just two days later, I was thinking I was in Dallas. And I was like, oh, these guys are keeping up. Yeah. So while they didn't have the best of properties, they did a good job with uh, managing their their audience.
0: No, that's great. All right. Um, or, uh, let me jump in here. What you know, Steve mentioned isn't Google the most important thing you can do for your church? And you said, yeah, probably. Well, maybe not. But what are maybe the first three things? If I'm a pastor listening to this podcast right now, and I've got a church of maybe about 100 people, 150 people, what are some? What are the top, in your opinion, three things, Katie, that I should be doing when it comes to getting my church out there for people to find us.
1: Yeah. I do think that Google My business might actually be number one when I, when I sit here and think about it, like having that page set up on Google, having some reviews on that page. Um, I feel like it's fairly important because when people search for you, they're going to find that. But then I think having a website is pretty important, having an up-to-date website. And then probably having like a Facebook page. I feel like that is where a lot of people are looking for information, like up-to-date information is via like Instagram or Facebook. And so it kind of depends on the demographic of your church, which one, which tool you're going to use, right? Facebook scales older, Instagram scales younger. But I do think those three things uh, kind of are the are the bed ground, good. like the bedrock of like getting started with digital communication. For that sure. would be
0: a good starting point. What about Twitter?
1: Do, Twitter I, X, X, X.
0: Yeah. It's called X now, right?
1: X now. I don't know. I don't think churches ever really were on Twitter and yeah. I don't think you necessarily need it to be.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, you mentioned the website and that's probably one of the biggest, you know, if I'm, if I'm active, I have a Google, my business page and I show up, you know, I'm list searching and the next thing I'm going to do is going to go to their website. And I see that, you know, it's August and they've got Easter stuff up on their website is probably
1: I think the that biggest turnoff. Anymore. What's that? I'm going to think your church doesn't exist anymore. If you have Easter stuff up in July.
2: Yeah. Or, or it but, sets an oh, impression.
1: They like raptured immediately after Easter. They were all- <laughs>
2: Yes, exactly. Or I'm anticipating showing up there and finding that there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been addressed in, you know, six months or so. So I'll probably move to the next one on the list, right? And go, go somewhere else. All right. Um, I'm looking at the, the outline of your book. What are, um, are there some other things that, uh, are really popular within the Facebook group or or that you deal with with churches that are um, often undervalued or neglected?
1: Well, just having a communications plan in general, most churches don't have one. Um, Honestly, most major corporations don't have like a marketing strategy. So what is your plan for reaching people? in the next year and how are you going to do that systematically? And then also like your communications plan should encompass not just your marketing strategy, but also your branding, your brand voice, your social media style guide, all of these kind of things that help paint a picture of who your church is.
2: Yeah, without it, I assume that you're going to be putting out some very inconsistent um branding to your community i mean for example right. if i don't have a and so that's something that you, you what you gather the leadership team and i don't you know most church a lot of churches aren't going to have a communications director or somebody right. in charge of that what uh how, do, how does one go about putting one together and what's the outline for it what's that look like
1: well, that's in the book. So Steve, <laughs>
0: read the book, read the book.
1: You have to get the book to get started with that because there's definitely a lot of steps. Also, uh, you know, in our new CC Pro, ChurchCon Pro thing, I, I walk people through exactly how to do that because it is a process for sure. it, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, but, you know, it starts with like surveying and figuring out who your stakeholders are and who, who gets a say in what that's a big problem for a lot of communications directors is who's who gets the final say and when and where and then you know working from there using your survey as like the outside of the puzzle to guide the inside puzzle pieces into what we're building
2: so if i'm a church that doesn't have one i guess a good place to go would be contact you or church communications and you'll
1: we can help you get started. That's for sure. Help you
2: get started and go through that or buy the book, I guess. Yeah.
0: Buy the book. Well, let, let, let's get real practical here. All right. Cause this stuff can be overwhelming. I mean, if I'm a senior pastor or even an associate pastor listening to this podcast, I mean, all this stuff that's out there, TikTok and threads and, yeah. and Instagram and Instagram reels and all this stuff is overwhelming. So if I wanted to hire your company, to help my church of 150 or 200 people. I mean, it, I don't, want we probably won't get into your rates right now, but I mean, do you have some kind of a part-time plan or how, how does it work if I want to reach out to you and go, Hey, help me with my church? Uh, you know, do you charge me $5,000 a month? Is it based on what you do per, you know, per hour? I mean, just some practical stuff here is what I'm asking.
1: Sure. Yeah. So we don't actually even provide like resources like that. We don't do social media for churches um, or build websites. I I typically actually point them to others uh, who, who do that. Well, so we're more of a resource than we are a, uh, and so we're, we're more focused on our, like membership and helping people become better communicators than necessarily selling them something. Um, but I would say we do have partners that do a lot of that for us. So we usually send people over to missional marketing for church websites and SEO and those kinds. Of
0: things. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. All right. Good. So we're running out of time here. So, so uh, speaking of getting a hold of you, I mean, what's the best way, Katie, for people to get a hold of you if you have questions or anything?
1: Yeah, you can go to churchcommunications.com and you can get a hold of me there. You can find me on the Facebook group. You can follow me on Instagram, Katie J Allred. Uh, and yeah, you can find me on Church Communications. So yeah. come and hang out with us.
0: So you're and you're a, with uh,
2: so. you're also a speaker at conferences and such. That's how we came across you. Yep. So all right.
0: She's out there. She's available to help or at least to give advice or give wisdom. And the book is called Church Communication, Methods and Marketing, Katie Allred. Katie, thank you so much for being our guest today. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: And uh, folks, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us here on the Church Solutions Podcast. If we can help you in any way, if if you've missed all that stuff and driving down the road, just reach out to streamingchurch.tv is one of our websites. And if we can help your church in any way, uh, we would certainly want to do that as well. We also feel like we've got some resources and so we can point you in the right direction. So, uh, Katie, thank you again. Steve, thank you for your time here.
2: Glad to be here.
0: And I'm Phil Thompson. And most of all, thank you, folks, again, for uh, listening to this episode of the Church Church Solutions podcast. We'll catch you again next time on another episode. Please take care of yourselves and each other.